You're listening to Watching Friends on the HyperX Podcast Network. Welcome back to Watching Friends. We're on Season 3, Episode 23, The One with Ross's Thing. Hi, I'm Ryan, and podcast safety is not a joke, son. And I'm Mark. When girls sleep with guys with weird things on their body, they tell their friends about it. That's fine. There are no <laughs> weird things on my body. <laughs> uh, yes, we all know about the weird things on your body, Ryan. <laughs> Only on the Patreon. Only on the Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash watching friends. You can hear it here first. Uh, it's not that gross. No. It's very gross. It's just, just a body. <laughs> you know, it's natural... Shame. You know what? People are going to be going through the, the podcast on the Patreon now and trying to find this information. They're like, does Ryan have a weird body? It's like, you'll never know. He doesn't have a weird body. He's just got a weird thing. All right. You know, that, that. It's, it doesn't look like a pimple. It's more angry than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, apart from my weird body, we'll get off that conversation and get on with the episode. Um, we begin with the boys in the apartment and we're straight into our first clip of the episode. <laughs> Hey, wouldn't it be cool if our duck and our chick had a little baby? We could call it Chuck. <laughs> or Dick. Hey, hey, hey. Listen, I, I need a favor. Um, I was in the shower and as I was cleansing myself, I, uh, I, I, well, I felt something. Was it like a sneeze, only better? No, no, I mean, I mean like a thing on my body. Well, where was it? Well, I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of in a place that's not, it's not visually accessible to me. And I was hoping maybe you guys could, could help me out. Why? No. Come on, you guys, no big deal. Uh, Just go uh, hey. Hey. Huh. Well, what is it? Is it a mole? No, it's too wrinkly to be a mole. Well, ew, is it what, a pimple? <laughs> no, it's fancier than a pimple. Look, Ross, why don't you just hey go guys, see a duck? Wow. Weird. I, I have a few things to say. Like, if you told me that you was cleansing yourself, it's a weird phrase to use yeah, for, like for a shower. Russ starts this whole thing so awkwardly. Yeah. It's like, if you just walked in and went, there's something on my butt. <laughs> You'd be yeah. like, oh, yeah. It's, like a, it's, the, it's the fact he's like, can you see it? And he's un, like taking his trousers off in front of the guy. I love how Rachel just like slowly backs away um, from everyone looking at Russ's butt. Um, would you look at my butt, Mark? No. So if I said there's that, a... It would be the hairiest thing ever I bet based on your face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Need to get a comb out. If you send me shirtless, if I am pretty hairy. Where would it be my butt hair out of this? I'm trying to think. There's a, there's a film. I think it has Paul Rudd in it, and I think it's like this is faulty or something. And it yeah. starts with the the character on their back with a mirror, trying to like look at their bum because they could see something. Their wife walks in and is like, "What are you doing?" Sort of thing. And it just reminded me of that. I think I'm pretty sure it's Paul Rudd who's doing that. Fair. I think I've seen this for you, but I don't remember it very well. To be fair. So if I got a weird thing in my butt, you're not looking. No. But we're podcast partners, Mark. What if I need support with my weird butt thing? No, I'm, I'm good with your weird butt <laughs> thing. Uh, yeah, no, it's... I don't need to see it. And, and surely, like, it's, it's going to be just a lump. Like, I'm not a doctor. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, you know, I don't know why you think Joey and Chandler are qualified <laughs> no. to look at his butt. <laughs> like, Mark, it's my butt, what is it? And you'd be like, it's gross. That's yeah. not what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but we're now at Central Park. Didn't take us long to get back there. Well, actually, before you get there, I did like Chandler's joke of like, was it like a sneeze, but better? Yeah. <laughs> that was very clever. Definitely didn't get that joke as a kid. No. <laughs> I've been like, my dad. I would do off a Monday night, but if we go back and I could see myself watching the episodes for the first time, would I be annoyed at how few of the jokes I understood? I or... think you would be the kid who laughs, but doesn't understand why you're laughing. You're like, oh, it's funny, but I don't. Quite <laughs> Chandler said words. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't actually know why it's funny. Um, but yeah, we are at Central Park. And Phoebe is showing a guy around the coffee shop. And all I always think was, could it be someone in New York that hasn't been to Central Park? Like this dude, she's like, this is where I do things. And this animal, yeah. has he not been here before? Have we found the one person? I don't know. New York is a pretty big place. And anyone who's visited like the, the Friends building, 
it is just on a random street corner that you have no real reason to go to unless you live in the area. But it's just, never, I've never seen anyone have a tour of the building before. Like no. The way she's showing it off. Like, he clearly hasn't been there before. Yeah. But it's just occurred to me that at no point has anyone who's walked into Central Park ever walked in and been like, oh, this is new. I guess I guess not. But, you know, you never go into a building and go, oh, this is new. I need the tour. You just carry on as normal. I do like tours. <laughs> I like to look around. I can meander, don't I? So if yes. I walk into like a, a restaurant, I always want to know where the kitchen is. And <laughs> Yes, you have done that a few times. Yeah. Sometimes I accidentally walk into the kitchen. Yes. Instead of the bathroom. <laughs> Looking for the exit. <laughs> yeah, whoops. Uh, but he's Vince, Mark. And Phoebe introduces him to Rachel, Joey, and Chandler. He's a firefighter. Uh, he has 98 hot saves. That's quite a cool phrase. Yeah. I just, that's why I'm like, what, are we talking PlayStation? Your memory card? Like, what's, <laughs> what's going on? But it is a cool phrase. Um, Chandler makes a joke about him and Joey playing with matches to get him up to 100. But Vince is not impressed and tells Chandler that fire safety is not a joke, son. Yeah, as soon as you call someone's son, they're not an adult anymore. No. And like, Chandler's response like, of okay, dad, is so weird. It's like, it's, I know it's meant to be sarcastic, but it's just... Well, how wasn't his response that is what I meant. Like, oh, yeah, it's a response where you're like, I need to have a comeback, but it's not a good one. Yeah, well, you see, it's just like... I'd be mocking that guy now, but like, oh, isn't it? Oh no, I better put the napalm down. Like, know, here's a firefighter. Like, we've we've had this before. Like, I think certain professions you kind of have a bit more respect for. I be, I think it, I'd take issue with the use of the word son. Yeah. That like, if someone calls me son, my response is going to be okay, dad. Yeah. And you know it's going to be sarcastic because why would you call me son? Like, it's patronising. Yeah. It's like I'm pretty sure Chandler's a grown man. He he knows that you shouldn't no, mess he's, around. He's a man child. I say that they do invent fireball. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I guess I guess he's got a point. Um, but Rachel has a question for Phoebe. Oh, he's cute, Phoebs, but I thought you just started dating the kindergarten teacher. Oh, Jason? Yeah, yeah uh-huh. We're seeing each other tonight. <clears throat> what? Phoebs? Two dates in one day? That's so unlike you. I know, I know. I'm, like, playing the field, you know? I'm, like, juggling two guys and sowing my wild oats, you know? <laughs> you know, this kind of, like, you know, oat-sowing, field-playing juggler. <laughs> so, Phoebs, do they know about each other? <laughs> Does a dog's lips move when he reads? <laughs> Okay, no, I, they don't know. So, Phoebe is playing the field, dating two guys at once. Fair. If you can do it, why not? It, it's the kind of thing that I just kind of assumed Phoebe did. Yeah, I think she does quite a few times. Yeah, like, I just, she's, men- she's mentioned it before. Like, it's not... I guess we're, this is the 90s and we're now in the 2020s and until you have the conversation with someone of we're exclusive or we're not seeing other people it's not considered like taboo or a faux pas it's just well yeah of course I might be dating as long as they're safe and using protection you've got nothing no do you know real comment well, also I guess the the look of it is different for men and women like so for a woman it's empowering right if a man does it he's sleazy perhaps yeah I guess I could say that I mean I guess on the far end of the spectrum if a woman does it she's a SLUT and if a man does it, he's a f boy. Yeah, it depends who you're asking. Yeah, um, which is you know all very old fashioned way of looking at it. But I guess it's because even the sense of I guess back then getting a date was potentially not harder, way more difficult. But yeah, the the, the, the kind of way of doing it was different. You would essentially be set up or ask someone out. Whereas now you've got a potential million dates on the end of your phone, and yep. it's like swipe, swipe, swipe. It's really easy to do now because you only need two people to match, and then suddenly bam, you're going on two dates. Well, I remember when I was on a a group trip uh, in the states. And I remember one of the girls, she was on the, the dating apps and she was lining up dates as we was going across the states like ahead of time. So she would put her location to be like the next state that we was going to and have already set up dates for her arrival into those states. Like that's how impressive. How like, efficient. You could do yeah. <laughs> that's, that's pretty clever. Yeah. No, it, it is funny when, when you, you travel and go on dating apps and you're suddenly in like a different area and then... I mean, our friend did it when we were in New York and he was getting a much higher success rate than he was in the UK. Um, and he was like, it's because it's I'm British, isn't it? I'm like, yeah, probably. We're in, we're in America. Like, I imagine they'll be like, oh, he's charming, debonair gentleman. And then you'll turn up and they'll be disappointed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just, it's, yeah, it doesn't seem like a big deal to me that Phoebe is going on dates. No, good for her. I mean, I guess, as we get more context, like, as she's dating, not going on dates, I guess that it's not like she's been on a date on the Wednesday yeah. and been on a date on the Tuesday. It very much feels like there's something going on with both, but hmm. we'll get more into that later, I guess. 
And as you heard, just at the end of the clip with the door opening, uh, Ross enters and looks worried. The guys all sneak off to the bar to ask him, you know, how he got out of the doctors. But the doctor couldn't tell him what his weird thing was. And they don't want to remove it without knowing what it is. Which makes a lot of sense. I remember once uh, having a skin tag uh, on my arm. <laughs> I was going to say your bum there. <laughs> on, my bum, no, on my arm. And I was like, this is annoying. I don't like it. I'm just going to cut it off. Yeah. And then... Um, my ex came into the room. So what are you doing? I'm like, cutting a skin tag off and they went ballistic. Like, no, you can't just cut it. It's got a blood supply. I'm like going crazy. And I was like, oh, okay. Apparently you have to like get them restricted or like frozen off or something. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I was literally just going to take a hobby knife to it and just cut it off. Yeah, that probably would have been a gross way to, you know, damage your arm. This is why boys are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, don't like this, I'll cut it off. So, you know, not wanting to chop it off, I don't know what it is. I guess it makes sense. Um, but Joey suggests that maybe they'll name it after Ross and people will be all oh he's got a Ross oh uh, he's got a Ross uh, <laughs> I love the way he says that <laughs> especially walking yeah. like Ryan I've got a Ross on my ass uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just what <laughs> it's fantastic Monica joins the gang at Central Park and has a troubling announcement uh, she's checked her messages and Pete her billionaire boyfriend uh, left one saying we need to talk uh, and this obviously means he's going to break up with her uh, Rachel doesn't get it, as we've established many times. Rachel seems immune to the usual dating pitfalls and um, being, you know, gorgeous, stunning. Rachel Green uh, has never had a really a bad dating experience, I guess. Well, she has had bad dating experiences, but she probably never had like these kind of talks. Yeah, I imagine she's always been the dumper and not the dumpy. Yeah. Like she dumped Paolo when he, you know, felt Phoebe's butt and other things. But yeah, she's not been on the receiving end of it. We've got to talk. At the same time, you know, you got to remember that she was going to marry uh, Barry quite young in her age so maybe she had not had many like relationships we, we certainly know that she hooked up with a lot of people including people's dads when she was babysitting and stuff but maybe she didn't have many relationships at a young age that's fair um yeah so it's the classic joke uh two nipples no waiting just like Rachel <laughs> yes. in high school <laughs> one of monica's funniest never moments um but it's true. I don't think I've, I've ever been in a relationship and had someone tell me we need to talk. And even if the conversation hasn't been as bad as I've assumed it's going to be, yeah. your immediate expectation is one of, uh-oh. Well, it's, it's the same when the boss says, you need to come into the office at 10 a.m. for a meeting. Uh, about what? Yeah. Tell me. I need to know now. You and immediately like, panic. Even when yeah, you know yeah. you've not done anything yeah. wrong, you're like, what could it have been? Or it's the same way when you get people come up to the door to like charity workers. And as soon as you open the door, they're like, hi there. Don't worry. It's nothing serious. And you're like, okay, I did. Was I going to assume oh, I, it was? I wasn't panicking, and <laughs> yeah. now I'm suspicious. <laughs> yeah. I remember once that happened to me. I was at work. Um, I was on like a 10 7. And midway through the shift, manager, oh, Ryan, after lunch, I need to see you in the office. And then I spent my whole lunch break going, I'm getting fired. What's going on? I was at Christmas temp at this point. And uh, I'm so panicked. So I go into the office, you know, like palms sweaty. Oh my God, what's going to happen? And they were like, you're great. We want to keep you permanently. Uh, and they basically gave me a permanent contract like two weeks into my like eight week temp contract and it's like we just want to give it you now so you don't leave yeah i think more bosses need to put up front like hey i need to see you in my office in half an hour uh it's a good thing yeah and same in relationships we need to talk about our holiday yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Like we. yeah i mean you pretty much know you could just put we need to talk to your partner and they're gonna be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Them out. And be like what shoes should i buy yeah, <laughs> and yeah. they just get mad at you like you did our purpose um but yeah, it's, it's definitely troubling. It's okay, though, as Joey doesn't necessarily think it means he's going to dump her. He might just cheat on her. <laughs> Which, supportive friends, Mark. I guess, yeah, Joey doesn't care, really, if uh, they cheat on him. He, he's happy either way, right? I just think the way it's like everyone's brain, everyone's brain goes to break up, and it's like, <laughs> no, he might not dump you. He might just say, sit with someone else, <laughs> yeah. and then I guess Monica's choice then. Um, but she's, I've got supportive friends. Reminds me of you lot. I'm like, yep, yeah, great, thanks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but Phoebe is on her second date with the teacher, not the firefighter, uh, when a car spontaneously combusts. Uh, he tries to call the New York Fire Department, but Phoebe says no. Then there's a siren, and Phoebe drags her date away. This scene, Mark, is daft and ridiculous, and is probably the most clumsy moment in all of Friends from like a writing narrative perspective. Why is that? Well, number one, Phoebe's dating a firefighter. 
And they're just like, it's so contrived. It's like, oh, there's a car. We don't see like, you know. I do, I do like the way the flames just like suddenly go, psh, yeah. like as if it's a Disneyland ride or or whatever. It could have taken like 20 seconds to have like two rowdy kids be like, whoa, and then float like, yeah. you know, set the car on fire or, you know, an accident happen, or, you know, someone to throw a cigarette. There could have been some setup to, to this, but it's literally walk around a corner. What already looks like a derelict car. Whoosh. Yeah, it goes, psh, it's almost on the gas on. And it's <laughs> just like, oh, oh okay. Um, and it's just clumsy and hard. I'm like, oh, no, we need to leave because, because the, and obviously Phoebe wants to leave so her potential firefighter doesn't turn up. Um, but it's just so clumsily done. It's almost not needed because it doesn't particularly help. Like, all it does is really demonstrate that Phoebe doesn't want her two dates to know about each other. And then you kind of go, okay, well, now it's a bit morally dubious because Phoebe's not being open with the guy she's dating. Yeah. And we don't often see Phoebe in the like moral grey areas. Normally Phoebe's all, you know, peace, love, hippie power, positivity. So it is kind of fun to see her not be squeaky clean. Well, I don't know. There, there's been many moments where she changes her mind on things, like uh, the Pottery Barn episode and stuff like that. I, I hate, I don't want to get to that episode. Because <laughs> you can't say Bacoffet. <laughs> I can't say a Puffet. A po- that word apothecary table. thanks I can't say it I'm, I'm going to practice I'm just going to like sit at home like a rocky montage so, you, so you're going to practice your four claps yep. and your well, apothecary I'm table I'm just going to try and say that word over and over and over and you'll be like even watching friends make it short, had short a montage be but yeah no she she does do bad things quite often but yeah in my head she doesn't really. in my head she's the good one mostly yeah um, but then Ross is back to the doctors uh, the doctor is played by Richard Gant, who I instantly recognised, and I couldn't work out where from, and it was bugging me. It's bugging me for the entire episode, so I ended up turning the episode, or well, pausing the episode before it finished, Googling it. He's in the Mr. Bean movie. Oh. Okay. That's about it. I was is, that, is, that, is that always from? No, no he's, he's been in loads and loads of TV shows. I was going to say, I've recognised the name. Loads of stuff, but it's... He's, he's not a main actor. He's probably a bit character in lots of things yeah but he was like really it was a really vivid recognize it wasn't like oh i've seen him and stuff i'm like what's he from i know i've seen yeah. him I was, and then when i went for his imdb i was like oh wait what is it and i was like, scrolling for like what do i know it would have been the mr bean movie like obviously mr bean is a british icon and as you know kids we'd have grown up watching a lot of mr bean in the beat mr bean movies when they eventually came out um but i was happy to write yes he's in that okay. mystery solved um yeah but ross tries convincing the doctor that his thing is a third nipple that's all it is, a third nipple. You know, just your run-of-the-mill third nipple. <laughs> you can take it off. Just slice that baby right off. Take your shirt off and let's see what we're dealing with here. What are you doing? Just showing you my run-of-the-mill slice it right off third nipple. Well, that's not a third nipple. First of all, it's on your ass. Well, then what is it? Wait a minute, hold it. Jansen, will you come in here a moment? I'm with Hamilton. He's good with weird things. Bring him in, too. (laughs) Now, that didn't really need to be a clip. But the way the doctor says, it's on your ass, it just cracks me up. So I did that, Mark. Clever writing on this Yeah, that's not a third nipple. It's (laughs) on your ass. Uh, yeah, it's just it's just it's sort of like come come look at this. He's good with weird things too. It's like it is weird when you're in the doctor sometimes and you do feel like you're you're being examined. It's just a sideshow yeah. for you to be looked at by people and prodded. I, I've been in hospital before and just had like multiple doctors that are around me discussing me like I'm not there. Is that to look at your weird thing on your body? It is, yeah. And I'm just like, this is weird. Like, can't you just like <laughs> you know reference that I exist, please? Like, yeah, the the subject. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, feeling a bit weird and once when I was a kid I've told this story before about when I taught my sister into pushing my bike underneath a climbing frame so I could jump off it and land on my bike and ride away like Indiana Jones does okay. on a horse okay. um, I won't tell that whole, but the end of that story is we got to the hospital and they were trying to work out if I had any kind of like internal damage but they didn't want to do an x-ray because I'm so young so it was just like three doctors all stood around me going hmm hmm and then it's like pushing on my like ribs and stomach area to work, try and work out if I'd crack something, which was incredibly painful. But they did it while discussing it with each other and not even making eye contact with me. So I've just got like three doctors prodding me in and I'm like, oh, it was horrible. So I was, was going to say, this relates to uh, the end of our next episode um, about being able to have kids. It does. Because of <laughs> your favourite area being affected. Um, but we're now back at Central Park uh, and... Monica needs to go water Pete's plants. But maybe she won't do it if he's going to break up with her, which is really pay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it's so, so pay. Um, 
But Chandler says that if she's gonna, if he's gonna break up with her, then maybe he and Joey should go water his plants, if you know what he means. But as always, Joey clearly does not, and says that they could go pee on the plants. Joey <laughs> yeah, n- never it. changed. Just, just, just like, we could go pee. I love it in Joey's mind that went. Well, the plants need watering, but Monica won't want to do it if they break up. So Chandler just meant that we could be nice and go do it for like, He's so yes. sweet. Like I, this to me is more of Joey being dumb and sweet, but definitely more of an emphasis on sweet than dumb. Um, and then obviously he volunteers to pee in it, which is also sweet because he's you know looking out for his friend. Um, if someone was going to break up with me, Mark, would you pee on their plants? No, that would be effort to go around to their house. Like, why do I care? Thanks. Cheers. <laughs> 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 but uh, we've got a stressed Phoebe, and that brings us to our next clip. And I, I can't take it, you know? I'm just, I'm always afraid one of them's going to catch me with the other one. It's making me crazy. Well, hey, then why don't you break up with one of them? <sighs> whoa, 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 what, uh, what happened to play in the field? Well, it just, it doesn't feel like playing anymore. It feels like work. It's like I'm working in the field. <laughs> so, Phoebe, pick one of them. Yeah, which one do you like more? Well... Vince is great, you know, because he's like, he's a guy guy, you know, he's just so burly, so very burly. Okay, good, so there you go, go with Vince. Yeah, but Jason's really sensitive. Well, sensitive is important, pick him. Yeah. Oh, sure, go with the sissy. Jason is not a sissy. Oh, no, 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 I meant Chandler. So I know some people will probably say the sissy line can be a tiny bit problematic now. Uh, I, 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 I quite like the way it changes. It's like, oh, we'll go with the sissy. And you're like, just assuming, like, oh, it's the sensitive guy. Yeah. And he's like, no, Chandler. Yeah, and, he's, <laughs> and it's clear that Joey's not backpedaling. He meant yeah. Chandler. Yeah, yes. Because <laughs> I, I like the way that Chandler was like, well, go with the sensitive guy then. And you could tell like there was a bit of anger there. It's like, I'm a sensitive guy. Women didn't go for sensitive guys, not me, because they don't go for me. Yeah, I'm not the hot guy. So yeah. like, I, want this, I want the sensitive guy to get a win for a change. Yeah. Um, working in the field, I wish Phoebe knew how funny she was. That is such a good line. Like, I know I criticised the writing team for their spontaneously embusting car, but playing in the field to working in the field is brilliant. Yeah. And I, the props to that one. I tipped my imaginary hat to the writers on that one. Um, yeah, I mean, it, I guess it's a weird conversation because men are quite simple creatures. So I imagine most guys would just probably pick the one they fancy more. And it wouldn't be that much of a difficult... I guess in, if it was the other way around, you would have, you know, Chandler with an extremely attractive woman he finds boring and with a woman who is the most fun and entertaining person ever, but is not attractive. And I think that's what they're trying to, trying to do here. You know, it's like hot, hunky fireman who doesn't fit in with like Phoebe's like hippie style. And then the other guy who's not as attractive, but does fit in with her hippie style. Until, obviously, you know, he takes his out. top off yeah. later on. We find that later on. I mean, I guess it's a weird one because from... I guess it depends kind of what you're looking for. Like, Phoebe, Phoebe obviously kind of wants this one of these to go somewhere, I guess. It's an actual relationship. So it's, you know, what's more important to you in that yeah. out of looks or personality. But and maybe it's, you know, maybe I've got a bit of retro green stuff going on here. But I've never had to pick. Like, I've ne- I would never date... Oh, lucky you. <laughs> well, I, would, I would never date someone that, like, I wasn't attracted to, obviously. Yeah. But I was also I would also never sacrifice their personality for their looks like i would rather date someone who was like a five and a five than like a ten and a two yeah if you know what i mean i'm just like it just if you're a three and a four and then a seven <laughs> seven <laughs> seven <laughs> but it's just, it's just a weird thing like i've you know no point i've ever thought oh i'll date this person but because i don't i, I don't i guess i don't I, what i'm trying to say is i don't look at people in that kind of scoring them on looks and personality no. there's like an overall score of do I like this person? How do I feel about them? I've never actually sat there and gone, oh, well, this person, you know, looks better than this one. My brain doesn't really work that way. At the same time, have you ever had the opportunity to choose? I put it politely for you. Uh, I guess. Um, but again, I wouldn't know if I'd call it G. It wasn't really a choice. I guess I'd, my, I guess I subconsciously decided there'd be like a couple of options and my brain already knew where I wanted oh. to go. It wasn't like I was like, oh, this person's nice and this person's nice, but this one, like, I didn't well, make well, a list. Did you not have, have, the, have it happen, though, where you, you was dating one of them and then you was like, oh, I kind of liked some of the things the other person did or was or looked like? And I'm pretty simple. So I just go with whatever my feelings tell me to do. So I'm like, yeah, they're close enough. That's fine. Well, I just be like, I'm like my, you know, I just kind of, you know, which one, which one? Like if you, you know, when you're a kid and you only had enough money for one toy in the shop and 
you would get the one toy, get home, play with it for a little bit. Can, and can you say it more clearly, toy? Yeah. Can you say, I thought you were saying tie. It's like, what kid is buying no, ties? toy, toy, you know. <laughs> like, you know, or whatever, you know, you've got two <laughs> items, you buy one, go home, and then you wish you'd bought the other one. Like, it's not, people aren't objects. Like, no, they're not. I but... already know when I'm dating people, like, if I wanted to go somewhere or what I feel about them. And yes, that has kind of changed and developed over time, but I've never, I've never consciously sat there and compared the two. When I had a conversation with you and gone, Mark, this girl's like this and this person's like this. Yeah. So which one should I, I'm like, it's, well, now you deny like that one more because for whatever reason, I haven't had to work it out. But surely if you're not being with someone and then been like, oh, I wish they were more like this other person. No. Okay. Like, well, that's, that's, that's you then. That's, that's your creepy. personality. That's creepy. No, I think it's it's fine to be like, you know, there's some, you know, you could be dating someone, they could be very attractive, the most intelligent person ever, but they smoke. You're like, oh, I wish they were like this other person who doesn't smoke. Well, I might, I might think I wish they didn't do this irritating habit or thing I don't like, but I, it, there wouldn't be a person attached to it. It wouldn't be like, okay. oh, why isn't her figure more like, you know, I don't know, like Kate Hudson. <laughs> like yeah. I wouldn't, wouldn't be comparing that. It would just be that habit's annoying. And if that habit got to the point where it was too annoying, I'd obviously have to break up with them. You are a simple creature. I just, I don't, why does it need to be complicated? It should be nice and easy. Um, yeah, I don't know. Have you ever to do that, Mark? Have you ever had the choice? Always, just every day. Every day. Every day. Just, every day, just, just, just constantly picking. My, my stick, my pointy stick is a nub at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess when you've been in the long-term relationship, it can be kind of hard to remember, like, the, the cut and thrust, I don't know why I picked that phrase, of, of the dating world. Um just you haven't been, yeah, you haven't been exposed to it for a long time. Like, I imagine the, like, I know that when I started dating again after Jess and I broke up, it was a whole different dating world. I mean, we were together seven years, like Tinder. You, you was like the, the guy who's come out of prison and gone, what are these credit cards? <laughs> what's, what's this moving pictures on the box? I haven't, I don't, I can't fit in this world. Put me back in prison. Yeah, it just, it was, it was weird. Like, I hated dating apps. I still kind of do. Um, They were just like, it, Dating apps are designed to keep you single. Well, if, what I found with dating apps, and I was chatting to a friend about this recently, and he was saying that the conversations just kind of die off on dating apps. And I was like, right, you need to, well, I won't repeat the phrase I used, but strike while the iron is hot was the basic gist of it. I was like, the problem is you're matching with someone on, say, a Sunday afternoon, and then you're chatting to them on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and you've still not arranged a date. And the conversation just kind of drops off, either through them not being that interested, the conversation having no kind of oomph to it, so they've just got, you know, they've got bored, or they've matched someone else on the Monday afternoon who's then immediately gone, Wednesday night, what are you doing? And yeah. they've gone off with them and then they're now in a relationship. Um, and you're home alone with your meal for one. Yeah, well, like, I've matched people on dating apps before and then, like, they've kind of disappeared and I'm like, oh, okay, I guess this isn't going anywhere. And then two months later, I've got a message, hi, how are you doing? Oh, I've been dating someone, but blah, blah, blah. And clearly they started seeing someone it hadn't worked out yeah. and they'll be like oh I messaged this I messaged Ryan again yeah. and I'm like uh, I'll, I'll go with my second option <laughs> yeah pretty much and I'm like oh, that's weird okay but whatever um, so I've basically said to them like you need to you need to you know just get, the dating app is there to get you on a date it's not there for you to you're not a pen pal you're not making friends yeah. you're there to go on a date so don't waffle around for six days about a conversation because it's not going to get you anywhere. No. And at the same time, he's like, well, what if I, you know, but then if I immediately go, let's go on a date, they might be like, let's get to know each other first. And I'm like, yeah, granted, I'm not saying you should propose to her on the app. Yeah. I'm just saying that if you wait too long, the kind of initial excitement of the match is gone. They've not really got an attachment to you and the whole point of the app is there. So if you ask someone on a date and they're like, you're going too quickly, I'm like, then why'd you match me? Well, yeah, I guess in the past, like, especially if you were doing online dating, there wasn't this constant influx of new people. So you could get to know someone and slowly they would form an opinion about you. Uh, and the same way as if you met uh, met someone in a bar, like you'd swap numbers and you might message or call or whatever and they get to know you. Whereas, yeah, now they've got a million other options hitting them all the time. So you're just one of many. Yeah, like sometimes you do get awkward situations where, you know, it, you know, it doesn't go anywhere. The conversation's boring. You delete the contact information and then like a few days later you get a text off a random number going, hi, dude. And I'm like, <laughs> don't know who you are. <laughs> yeah. New phone, who did? Yeah, yeah, pretty much like new phone, who did? It's like, it's not how phones work nowadays, but <laughs> no, <all right>. yeah. <laughs> you just do it anyway. Uh, I cleared up my contacts. So you can't really like, I got rid of you because this wasn't, you know. Tell people. me, do you have a moustache? No, it's not that one on the Guess Who board. <laughs> Which one is it? The worst is when, when you match someone and you find them really boring and they ask you out and you're like, crap. Do I, I can't tell them I find them boring. Surely that's really rude. Um, what I always had, my favourite, is when people have told me what I what they think I want out of it, and it doesn't align with what they want, so it shouldn't go any further. And I'm like, don't do that. 
Just tell me you don't... You'd like, I was going to say with your, your first one, you should just do the Chandler go, oh, I had a good evening. We should do that again sometime. sometime. <laughs> <laughs> well, they'll be like, oh, you clearly aren't looking for anything serious and I am, so this isn't going to work out. And I'm like, hang on, at no point have we had that conversation, like, at all. We haven't discussed where this is going. Like, if you don't want to go on any more dates, that's fine, but just say, you know what, Ryan, this ain't working. I'm not interested. And I'll be like, all right, party time. And if you've just tuned in, this is Relationship Chat yeah, with Mark well, and Ryan. <laughs> it's interesting because it's so dating so different now to what Phoebe's currently going through, and I find it quite interesting. Especially for, like, our, you know, I mean, there are, if we assume that we're the middle ground age-wise for our listeners, I don't know the actual age range of our listeners. I wonder if we can find out. Let us know. We'll just survey. But like if you're if you're listening to this in like your fifties and sixties, you're gonna be like, these kids don't know they're born. Yeah. In our day you had to send the father a polite letter and, yeah. <laughs> and then you've got you know gonna have kids of or kids, people like in eighteen to twenty mm. being like, I don't know, you just get their Snapchat and then they you know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> what? Okay, boomer. <laughs> <laughs> get their Snapchat. Yeah, that so sounds I, rude. So I think some context for you know how it's different yeah. since the nineties is quite useful, but I will stop my dating tangent now, <laughs> I guess. Um But with that, let's have an advert break. Mark and I create this podcast in our own time, and we'd love to bring you more content. To do that, we need your support. Join the Watching Friends community at patreon.com forward slash watching friends. Our £5 tier, also available in dollars, will get you the ad-free version of the show, access to the exclusive content such as our episode all about James Michael Tyler, our top 10 rankings of everything from the best episodes to our favourite guest stars, and our exploration of all the weird and wonderful Friends merch, Friends Fest, and much more. And beginning at the end of January, Mark and I will delve into the fantastic spin-off series, Joey, only available to patrons, help shape the future of our content with access to our Patreon polls. We're there for you. Be there for us and the rest of the Watching Friends community at patreon.com forward slash watching friends. Welcome back. Uh, we're back with Ross at the doctor's office. He's on a table with his ass in the air. Uh, and many, many doctors stood around looking at his rump. Oh. Well, they're not quite yet because they have covered it up because they need to reveal it. <laughs> oh, yes, <yeah, sure. laughs> uh, When they do, everyone is baffled by Ross's weird thing on his butt. And there's an Hang on, the notes here, here say by his weird ass. Well, <laughs> technically, it's, it's, it's not his ass they're looking at, <laughs> no. are they? It's the thing on his ass. Um, but they're all baffled by probably his weird ass and the weird thing on his weird ass. Um, but there's a, an extra in this scene in the background, uh, a chap with a beard, who is pulling some of the best and ridiculous curious faces I've ever seen. <laughs> it's almost like he went to the Joey School of Acting. It's like, oh, put your finger in the form, across your chin and go, oh, like raise the eyebrows. And, mm, not the head. It's like the worst acting, but it's also brilliant at the same time. Like, I don't know what. I don't know if I've got a pretty expressive face or not, because I can't see it, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I feel like if I was to look down at someone's butt with a weird, unseen blemish on it that no one had seen before... <laughs> Might be horrified. I'm like, Ugh. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess as a health professional, you don't want to be like, Ugh, disgusting. <laughs> 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 Definitely not getting a tip then. Uh, but yeah, it just, it just made me chuckle. Um, but now we join the guys at Pete's apartment. Oh my God, that's Pete. Okay, get out! How the hell do you answer a video phone? Monica? <laughs> I guess that's how. Hey, Monica, how's it going? Oh, um, it's good. It's, it's, um, it's good. Just here watering the plants. Well, don't forget that ficus over there by Rachel. <laughs> uh, Chandler's on the couch. <laughs> yeah, I see him. You guys are just the worst hiders ever. Pete, the other day when you said you needed to talk, um, just so I know, is it good news or bad news? Oh, it's good news. No, it's definitely good news. Hold on a second, I have another call. Hey, how's it going? Oh, no, it's, it's still me. Uh, no, it's not. I've got picture in picture here. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, okay, I'm gonna have to call you back later. Monica, you, I'm gonna have to call you back. Oh, oh, okay, um, so I'll see you soon. Okay, I love you. I love you. Love, love you, love you. Love you. <laughs> okay, well, it's good news. It's good news. So what do you think the good news is? Oh. Well, look at this. 
He wrote a check for $50,000 to Hugo Lindgren's ring design. Oh, sorry. Uh, what do you think the good news is? <laughs> right, Mark. Key question here. Would you be angry if your girlfriend just took all her mates to your apartment? I'd be a little bit annoyed. Like, one friend, maybe. But when there's six of them there, and they're hiding behind the plants and stuff. Yeah. Hey, like, why are you bringing them here? Like, yeah, why, they're, they're clearly going to be rooting around. Well, it's not our place; it's his place. You know, yeah. even my place. Like, it would annoy me. I'm not entirely sure why. I think it's more the the privacy thing of yes. like, well, I don't know what they've done. Do they know how to handle comic books? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, like it would just be, just be odd. Um, but yeah, I guess I'd be a little bit annoyed. What I do like about this clip is how responsive the voice technology is in Pete's apartment. Yes, like. It's 20 odd years later now, and voice technology still isn't that good. Well, it's also annoying because, you know, they're like, call mum, and it just like starts calling his mum. Yep. It's like, yeah, you, his voice thing doesn't understand any context, it just hears words, yep. which I guess is like you know, 90s. I remember like Windows 95, they were trying to push like voice apps where you have a little crappy microphone, and you could just like dictate to Microsoft Word, and it never worked how the advert showed you it did. No. Um, but yeah, like I think I think the way we do voice stuff now is pretty good. Where it's like, hey, computer, I'm talking to you now. Do the thing, because otherwise you don't understand the context. No, true. I guess it's a lot of it is guessly being British and the the massive variety of accents we have. Yeah, it just voice technology tends to be quite unreliable. Well, certainly, like you you look at like Alexa, and the adverts make it look like it can do anything just off the cuff. It's like, no, you can do those specific phrases in the advert perfectly. As soon as you try to do anything else, it's like, let me search the web. Yeah. And you're like, no, that's not what I wanted. That is the annoying thing, Gabba, like, you know, like, hey, digital assistant, insert name, whatever. Yeah. Uh, how many penalty minutes did Scott Stevens have in his career? And he'd be like, I found this on Google. And yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> I could have done that. I could have done that. I want a number. <laughs> the exact number. Um, but yeah, the gang, well, mostly Rachel, get far too excited about the idea of Monica marrying a billionaire. Um, Ross tells the gang that Monica can't just reach into it, but Rachel tells Ross, what do you know? You married a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> Which is my joke of the episode. My joke. My joke. It's, yeah, it's just hilarious. It's just like, <laughs> my excitement alone, Ross. You married a lesbian. Yeah, I mean, it, it's weird because I don't know... I've never proposed to anybody. Have you? No. Would you warn them that you were going to do it? Because I feel like that would come on taking the surprise a little bit. Like, you don't want pre-game hype to, to a proposal, surely? No, it'd be weird. Like, that's the point of a proposal is it's meant to surprise them. They want to have that moment, don't they, of not knowing. Even yeah. though most women do know because, you know, people act differently. They're like... I booked us a big expensive holiday. Make sure you wear fancy clothes. We're going to a nice fancy meal. It's like, we don't ever do any of that. We only go to McDonald's. Yeah. It's, it's kind of obvious. So, no, you, you wouldn't let someone know ahead of time. I remember when I was in New York once, we were, we were in Central Park and we were on the bridge from Enchanted. I forgot what the bridge is called, but if you've seen the Disney movie Enchanted, you'll know the bridge. Is um, it the one in uh, Central Park? Yep. And uh, a, a chap proposed to his girlfriend um, and we were like, oh, I'm watching. And then it wasn't until the proposal finished that my brain went, I could have recorded that for them. I could have done something <laughs> nice and like filmed it and then they'd have had this like memory. I kind of find, kind of find the idea of watching it back cringy as hell, to be honest, but other people don't. Other people find it yeah. cute and romantic. Um, but I didn't. And I thought it's one of those weird things that I think about the holiday and my brain goes, remember when you weren't fast enough at thinking, Ryan? You could have been nice. And I get mad at myself that this nice couple had this nice moment and I was just stood there gawping. Um, <laughs> yeah, I never understand why people gawp or anything like that. I've had friends that have done it in restaurants and stuff, and everyone turns around and cheers and celebrates something. It's like, why do you care? You don't know these people. It's, it's a weird thing to do. People like love, man. People like love. It's a weird thing to do it in public as if you want people to see what you're doing. Yeah. Like, about like, like people who have to do it on stage and interrupt something to do it. Yeah, people do it at sports games and, and or weddings. Or weddings. Just, yeah, don't do it at a wedding. <laughs> it's like the rudest thing ever. Like, yeah. I'm going to steal your thunder. Like, you've just got married. Now I'm going to yeah. do it too. Like, stop copying me, dude. Like, <laughs> no, you meant, you meant to announce your pregnancy. That's what you meant to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember when we went to New York for the first time. Uh, all of Jessica's friends were like, oh, do you think Brian's going to propose? And Jess was like, no. Like, he's 
it's a hockey holiday. He's just excited about watching the Devils for the first time. He's not he's not even thinking about marriage. And then Jess asked the question to one of my friends, like, do you think Ryan would propose? And everyone went, no, it's hockey holiday. Like, so all of my <laughs> friends knew exactly what my mind was on, which is going to watch hockey for the first time. Um, and I just find that quite funny. Well, so. I'm glad she wasn't disappointed. I mean, it would have been much more awkward if I had proposed, <laughs> given what happened, but still. Uh, but Phoebe has made her decision. And she goes to the fire station to break up with sexy firefighter Vince. Ouch. Don't do this at someone's workplace. Like, bloody hell, Phoebe. They, they do this all the time, though. They did this to that poor... Well, she... It was her, wasn't it? They did the poor chef at his job that, that he worked with Monica at, and she was going to fire him, and... Yep. Yeah, don't, don't be like, hey, look, I've got all day to break up with them. Uh, should I do it when they get home and we're in the evening? No, I'll do it at work in front of all their mates. Yep. I've just got to go devastate them right now. Like, just... But can you imagine that, like... Is that the kind of thing work that you go home for? Probably not. No. Like, boss, I don't feel like working the rest of my shift. Why? Oh, I've just been dumped. Yeah. Like, oh, at work. Yep. They came into my place of work. Where well, I that, that attractive girl over there. Yeah, that, that woman of my dreams yeah. is leaving. Um, I'm not single. I mean, it just just don't do it. It's no. horrible. Because even if they... I don't care how like, emotionally stunted you are, that's still going to ruin your day. Yeah. Just poor form, Phoebe. Like, playing the field's one thing, but dumping someone at work is just... Now she's definitely in the bad side of the moral area. Yeah. She's definitely in the bad bush right now. Um, but uh, Monica, Phoebe, and Ross are chatting about his weird ass thing. And uh, Phoebe recommends her herbal guy, um, which always makes me think of drugs. <laughs> Just does. Maybe it's my upbringing. Don't know. I live in Smoive. Yeah. There you go. Go. But still, um, obviously Ross is Ross about it and rejects the idea because you know he's Ross, man of science. He doesn't do herbs um, and new age or new age medicines. But until Monica tells him that girls who sleep with weird things on their butt tell their friends. Yeah, they do. Which, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's the same for men. I mean, you don't normally tell your friends that you threw a girl's fake leg onto a fire. No, no. <laughs> but if a, if a girl had a, a weird thing on her butt, you might tell your friends. Yeah. It's weird because in principle, I'm like, that's a terrible thing to do and you shouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, if I'm like... If it was weird, you I'm might. Like, yeah, I feel like if you, it was like a one night thing that you might oh, have she, she, she got like a little face on her butt. Because like, if I'm serious about this girl or into this girl, I'm not going to be like... She's got a weird thing on her butt. Yeah. And then like two weeks later, I'm like, Mark, meet Claire. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, It'll be like the Austin Powers. Don't, don't say mole, don't say mole. Molly, 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 molly. You just be saying like, I'm getting married and you all just sat there going, Claire's got a weird thing on her butt. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it'll just be super weird. Or you see Charlie and you're like, oh, nice to nipple you and um, meet you. <laughs> yeah. um, but Monica's words of wisdom do the trick. And uh, I guess Ross decides to give it a go. Uh, but Rachel comes into Central Park and has a mountain of bridal magazines and the girls chat about marriage and Monica's been daydreaming about saying yes, which is cute. I mean, it's completely yeah. based on absolute fantasy, but it's very cute, I guess, um, if you like that sort of thing. I, I don't understand the appeal of marriage myself. Yeah, we've gone through that many episodes. Yep, just but fair if, enough. If you need, to, need more information, just go through the backlogs. Yeah, there'll be a tangent in there somewhere. Uh, but, you know, you guys do you and you get excited. Um, but Phoebe gets to Jason's now and he's shirtless, and he's doing woodwork. You know, this sensitive guy. Um, and he's ripped. He's in great shape. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah. There's a problem. Um, what I didn't forget to mention was that, obviously, we've now discovered Jason, the sensitive guy, is actually a hunk. And the hunky firefighter, when Phoebe goes to break up with him, um, gets upset and says how he finally felt like he'd open up to someone, and he's going to go write it in his journal. And you find out that, oh, he's also, clichely, really sensitive to yep. um so it's all it's all not going well for Phoebe because she's being shallow essentially and doesn't know either of these guys well enough to make an informed choice but that's what happens when you play the field i guess yeah clothes, clothes are quite interesting on people because there are times when you look at someone you're like oh they're nothing special and then they'll take off a jumper and something you're like oh actually they do not look how expected based on the clothes they were wearing i had this exact conversation with our friend chris earlier okay i did some clothes shopping yesterday and <laughs> for spoilers you're not spectacular to look at oh, thanks <laughs> um, but i bought i bought some trousers which are boring trousers are boring like trousers who cares but i bought some shirts and two of the t-shirts i picked up were normal fit okay and then someone had put a slim fit shirt in the wrong pile slim now, fits look good on people when you're slim <laughs> uh, for the, the british uh, listeners it was in primark so you imagine the chaos of that oh, retail store so, it's yeah like I have this problem with clothes, just to add a tangent. When you get jeans, and it'd be normal jeans, fine. And then it'd be 
slim jeans. And then it'll be stretch slim jeans. And then ultra slim stretch wide jeans. And you're like, just ugh, there's too many options of slim jeans that I don't understand what they are. Just have skinny and then just have normal. I don't need skinny stretch wide versions. I don't know what that does. Skinny jeans confuse me. Maybe it's because I've got like chunky legs from hockey or whatever. I don't know. You've, you've got chung leaf eyes. Yeah. But I'm like, my jeans aren't that bad. Like, I'm of the vintage that when we were like 16, 17, the fashion for like alternative kids were those really, really baggy skate jeans. I love those. So to me, they're baggy jeans. And then normal jeans to me are normal jeans. Yep. And skinny jeans to me are ridiculous. I'm like, what? Like, where's they're they're, they're what emos would used to wear. And you'd be like, how did you fit into that? Where's, where's your stuff going? Yeah, like they can't be comfortable. <laughs> no. like, and then you've got like boot cut jeans. Yeah. And I didn't know what boot cut jeans meant. I'm like, what do you mean boot cut? Like, they're not socks. Like, I don't yeah, understand what's yeah. happening. Uh, I think they're just, I still don't know. I haven't bothered to Google it. It doesn't affect my life that much, but I think they just flare at the bottom a bit, but yeah, not like yeah, flares. To, to go over your boots. And I'm like, who cares? Like, they're jeans. They're not actually the height of fashion to begin with, are they? Um, but, but anyway, let's get back to the original tangent. Oh, well, what's my original tangent? With, with you, oh, yeah, you buying clothes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and we were talking about people's physiques and, you know, people that all cliche have clothes, make of the man and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I tried on the two normal t-shirts and I'm not slim, but I'm not fat. And when I put on a shirt that... You've got a dad bod. Yeah, fair. Got no kids, hope that I know of. Yeah. But I've got a dad bod. It, I look fine. Like you can't tell that I'm chubby from the... You're, you're just the same as most average guys out there, but pro probably better. Like you've not got that massive a stomach compared to some guys you see out there. No, it's not. You mean... I just, mean... Just normal. You're normal. You're not, you're not gym fit. I don't look like Buff Bagwell, but no. yeah, I'm not, I'm not rotund. Uh, just, just a bit of timber um, but then I put on the, the, the slim fit t-shirt good lord did I have a laugh at myself in that mirror <laughs> did you look pregnant you look ridiculous I was like okay I'm not wearing this to feel good about myself I was like someone pass me a quick <laughs> um, but yeah we were talking about it's just, it's just clothes can really change how someone looks and I guess the best example of that I guess is a wonder bra yeah. or, or I guess push up bras now are the more common term yeah. um, and it, we just got into a conversation about how another slight tangent is we were watching TV and people talk about how men lie a lot and then the, the counterpoint that a guy had was nearly everything about a woman's appearance is a lie um, and it was just quite interesting like when it comes to fashion like women and makeup have so many tools out there to, to make themselves look a certain way that when you see them you know I, I think the best one is the dress where it's like a, a light coloured dress but around the hips they put like little black curves so when they're like walking down the street or standing somewhere, you're like, wow, they're like really curvy and slim. It's like, no, no, they've got like black on the sides of their hips that you yep. can't see. So you just see like the silhouette of the, the lighter area. And they've got those tights on that like kind of keep everything together and tight. So they look a lot yep. more and stri than well, stripes as well. Like if you're, if you're slim, you wear like stripes that are going horizontal to make you look a bit wider. Then if you are fatter, then you wear tall ones. You know, that isn't actually true. Oh. It's based entirely on what you think it does. So a study was done, and if general consensus of the group is that vertical stripes make you look taller, they will see them as taller. Okay. But if you were the general consensus was vertical stripes make you look shorter, everyone thinks you look shorter. Okay. There's no actual real science behind it. It's just if the general consensus in your society is one thing, that's what you'll think. Yeah. So you could, it's, not an, it's not a trick of the eyes. It's not an optical illusion. It's no. literally, oh... This is a supposedly known fact or anecdote. Therefore, I believe this. So that person must be shorter than they are because they're wearing vertical stripes. Um, and then obviously, when you know that, you then kind of flip it and go, oh, well, maybe they're not that or they're this. And yeah, it's actually not true. But you, you are right. Like in terms of men's clothing, men's clothing is very boring. It's like you've got some jeans, you've got some shirts, job done. Yeah. Women's choice is absolutely huge and it can change your look massively. Yeah, and it's, I mean, to me, at first you'd be like, oh, that's terrible, but really it's quite disgraceful in the sense that so much pressure is put on women to look a certain way yes. that they've had to, like, build specific garments to, like, deliberately hide things that, in, I guess, fashions are shouldn't be there. Well, you know, the argument often is, like, men can wear makeup as well if they want to, and it's like, they can, but it, makeup's not designed for men. Well, yeah, and the and, fact and that... And women are being pressured to wear makeup to look attractive when... They look fine without yeah. it. The reason why most men don't don't wear makeup isn't because we don't. Yeah, because we're lazy. <laughs> Not that because we don't want to look better. It's because we've we've kind of grew up in a society that's basically said, stick a shirt. Like, I mean, well, a man it's dresses more up, that it's, if you wear makeup, then you're you're being a woman. Yeah. Well, I mean, the cliche, I guess, is that you know, oh, that guy's really well put together. He's probably gay. 
and it's like yes. it's not. He might just actually really care about his appearance, um, especially like in just twenty twenty three. You know, but in, yes. the, in when Friends came out, a guy wearing makeup in nice smart clothes who looked really stylish and well kept, people would like Chandler would have a quality. Yes. Um, whereas you know, slightly not true at all. No. But I just I just found it quite interesting that that Phoebe's judgments are purely based on, oh, he dresses like a dork, therefore he must be a dork. Because yeah. I see him as a dork because he's sensitive, and in reality, you no, know, he's in better shape than 99% well, of the planet. Films do that all the time, don't they? Where you have the, the librarian character, and you can picture her right now with her round glasses and her hair up, and then she pulls off the hairband, takes the glasses off, and wow, it's, you know, super attractive supermodel woman. No, Ross's cousin when she takes <laughs> yes, her hair down. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah but it's just, it's just interesting and weird, and it's just... You know, Phoebe, Phoebe kind of, you know, oh, now it's really harder to choose because the sexy firefighter is sensitive and the sensitive dork is sexy. Uh, it's just making Phoebe's life much, much harder. It is. Um, and we then uh, join Ross at the herbal medicine store. You must be Ross. Hi. I am Guru Saj. Listen, I got to tell you, I've, I've never been to a guru before, so... Well, relax. If it makes you feel any better, I've attended some of the finest medical schools in Central America. Well then, let's take a look at the skin abnormality of yours. Come on, have a seat. Uh-huh, uh-huh. uh-huh. as I suspected, it's a kundus. What's a kundus? I don't know. What's a kundus with you? Please, lie down. I've got a salve that ought to shrink that right up. Well, I guess it's worth a try. Oh, sure. We should see results. Whoa! Clearly not the way to go! What? What? We appear to have angered it. We? We angered it? Oh, I think I see the problem. And I'm afraid we're going to have to use a much stronger tool. Love. Oh, God. Ross, there is absolutely no way this is going to come off unless you start to... Ow! Oops. What was, what was that? Well, it's gone. How's that? Got caught in my watch. I get the sense that the Friends team don't really take alternative medicine options seriously. No, <laughs> uh, that's gross. You can just imagine like a tiny little bit of skin in between like his watch strap. Oh, Mark, why? <laughs> like, I know we take things too far on this show quite often, but normally we're deep diving into some like interesting social <laughs> convention and you're like, skin in a watch. <laughs> yeah, it's, gr- it's gross though. I mean, whatever it was, it couldn't have been that serious if no. it came off in a watch. Yeah. Like just... Wash yourself properly, Ross. Yeah. Gross. What was he just using? Like, letting the don't, water, don't, like, don't cleanse yourself. Actually wash. Yeah. Ugh. The whole thing's just ick. Um, I mean, it's a longer clip there, but I couldn't not put in the whole thing in. I mean, I'm guessing, like I said, from the way Guru said acts, the rise now have much respect for alternative therapies. He's just ridiculous and farcical, but at the same time, kind of makes all the sense in the world that Phoebe knows him. Yep. <laughs> You're like, yeah, that's a friend of Phoebe. Um, we then joined Pete and Monica at his apartment, and it's time they had the talk. Well, uh, I've been doing a lot of thinking. And I look at my life. Yeah. And I feel like I've conquered the business world. And I feel like I've conquered the intellectual world. And now I, I have the most beautiful woman in the world. Wow. But there's one thing missing. What's that? It's time for me to conquer the physical world. Okay. Monica, I want to become the ultimate fighting champion. You want to what? I want to become the ultimate fighting champion. It's the most intense physical competition in the world. It's banned in 49 states. What are you talking about? Okay, my trainer, Hochi, is teaching me a combination of Jeet Kune Do and Brazilian street fighting. I even had my own octagon training ring designed. And I suppose you used a ring designer for that. Yeah. <laughs> Monica, I want you there in the front row when I win. I want you close enough to smell the blood. <laughs> what do you think? 
my parents will be so happy. Well, that was a letdown. Yes. Um, I kind of feel, I mean, the weird, the line of, I want you so close you can smell the blood, is just weird. Like, this is not a core night cult. Like, what? That is all, but at the same time, though, you, you know, Monica built this all up in her head based on... Rachel. See, yeah, <laughs> yeah, based on seeing, saying that she shouldn't have seen and took it too far. Like, it's just ring design. Like, he's a multimillionaire. Like, ring design doesn't mean... It could be anything that he's working on. Yeah. In this case, it's a UFC fighting championship ring. But... Which is funny because they're an octagon, not a ring, but still. Okay. <laughs> but, but yeah, so... I don't know. Like, they, that's, this is why you don't snoop. Nope. Don't snoop. Well, you shouldn't take your friends to your boyfriend's apartment. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cautionary tale, kids. Um, but yeah, but I mean, she has it up, and to be honest, she should be excited for Pete. That Pete's so excited for this. Obviously, she's disappointed at the engagement she hyped up didn't happen. But at the same time, like your your partner's sharing like a new venture they're excited about. Like you should be supportive. Yeah, you'd be like, I have no idea what that is. Tell me more. Yeah, and then get into it. You may hate it. You may look at it and go, I don't care about this whatsoever. But at the same time. You might find some money you like. And even if you don't want to watch the fights, you can still be supportive. Yeah, I think she built this up way too big in her head. Which is odd, considering a few episodes ago she actually didn't want to date him at all. And now she quite likes his money, in a sense. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Like, That's the problem with Pete. You never understand why Monica likes him. Because it always comes across as if she kind of doesn't. Well, yeah, she spends so long not being interested. And then they develop a friendship. And then... He kisses her, and then suddenly it's, whoa, I felt something. And it's yeah. like, well, what was holding you back in the first place? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we're not going to turn to Roger again and, and deep dive, but uh, we now join Phoebe, and she's doing a set at the coffee shop. Uh, Vince, the sexy firefighter, is there watching. I keep saying that because I keep getting the two characters confused in my head. Oh, I thought it was because you thought Vince was a sexy firefighter. No, I think Jason's better looking of the two, to okay. be fair. Um, what, just needs a bit of a, a workout on his clothes and... Stuff. Yeah, he just needs, you know, just do the classic and get a pair of, like, washed-out jeans and a tight white T-shirt. Oh, right. Bam. Everyone looks good in that, unless it's a slim fit shirt, like I said earlier. <laughs> you don't look good. Um, um, but mid-set, Jason walks in, the sensitive guy who we now know is a sensitive hunk. Um, Phoebe panics and tries to flee off stage and end her set early, but Jason kisses her, and we've got a clip. Hey. Hey. I was passing by and saw you were playing tonight. Kind of cool seeing you up there. Yeah, well. yeah. Whoa, hey, hey, whoa. what's going on here? Who's this guy? I don't know, he just started kissing me. Get him, get him, Vince. <laughs> what? What? Yeah, okay, I've, I've been dating both of you. And it's been really horrible. Because, you know, it's been a lot of fun for me. Um, <sighs> but I, I like you both. And I, and I didn't know how to choose. So I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm terrible. I'm a terrible person. I'm terrible. Phoebe, just... Phoebe, relax. It's okay. I mean, we never said this was exclusive. Yeah, neither did we. Give yourself a break. Really? Yeah, I mean, you know, we haven't been going out that long. <laughs> Come on, we, we haven't even slept together yet. <laughs> you haven't? <laughs> you have? Okay, well, this is none of my business. I, I can't believe this. You, you slept with him? Well, I made you a candlelight dinner in the park. <laughs> you know, Phoebe, I'm going to make this real easy for you. Well, that could have been really awkward. <laughs> you made him a candlelight dinner in the park? Yeah, but I, 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 I can do that for you. I'm going to do that for you. Uh, yeah, I can't believe I ever went out with somebody who would actually have an open flame in the middle of a wooded area. Wow. He really does take fire safety that seriously. But, you know, I guess, you know, to, to continue the dating jargon, uh, you know, a candlelit dinner in a wooded area is a red flag to him. And, uh, you know, he has to bow out at that point and make you know and leave which is which is fair enough you know everyone has the the one thing they can't abide and for him it's this and it's never gonna work for him and phoebe so he has to leave and this brings us to what the guys are up to at guru sarge's chandler and joey though have taken the duck to and chick 
No, just the duck, actually. The chick's not there. I always see them together. Like, we can't separate them. It's like Joey yeah. and Chandler in a part. It's not right. But they've taken the duck to see Guru Saj. The duck has a cough. Um, and Saj asks if the guys could get the, him to eat a bat. Which, it's the post, like, little episode tease thing. Yeah. And it's just like, eh, no one get like You could have just ended the episode there. Like, it wasn't funny. No. Just, wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> just It's a bit of a fail. Um, a lot happens in the episode. Uh, it's not an amazing episode, uh, it's decent. Uh, I guess for me, it's nice to see a phoebic centric story that isn't the triplets or Frank Jr. No, I, and I guess season three for me is ending on a bit of a whimper. I, I always in my mind was thinking, oh, it kind of ends like quite high. But all these Pete stories, and I'm going to touch on it more in the next episode, uh, they're just kind of a bit meh. I don't, I don't really care about their relationship. Yeah, I get that. I, th- I think as like an allegory for relationships in general, especially the next episode, there's a lot to talk about. But overall, I'm kind of like, well, I'm not particularly invested in the success. I think mostly because it comes across like Pete almost just warm one icker down into the relationship. Yeah. And then when she just decided to be in it, it's so out of nowhere and sudden that you're like, there's, there's no hype. You're like, this yeah. isn't going anywhere. Now it is. What? I don't yeah, care. I'm not excited for them to be together. Yeah, you're more confused. <laughs> I'm, I'm more excited about seeing his millionaire lifestyle. Like, that's exciting. Yeah, like, oh, Wanaka's getting to have adventures yeah. doing fun things. Like, oh, great, here's Pete. And, you know, Ross's, like, weird thing on his body is kind of funny and, like, has a lot of funny moments. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, like, the, the Phoebe storyline is nice. Like, cause you're right. The, anything that involves her family is kind of draining mm. at times. Um, so it's nice to have something where it's just, like, you know, positive Phoebe, and then actually we realise that she's not always as great as... You know, she comes across initially. Yeah, if you were if you were to tell something like you know, like a general statement about friends, like Phoebe once didn't date someone because she was being shallow. You'd be like, "That's not Phoebe." Yeah, but it is Phoebe. It is Phoebe in this episode, at least. But yeah, that's the end of another one. It sure is. Yeah. Anything else you want to add, Mark? No, I've. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a. It's just an alright episode. Yeah. Yeah, but the next one starts really well. So I'm looking forward to getting into the next episode. Okay, well, uh, we'll be back in a week's time, won't we? We will. It's a goodbye from me. Goodbye from me as well.